0: This is the 2 North Jackson Podcast with news, insights, details, and accomplishments from Alabama's 67 county governments. This month, we'll have a conversation about the upcoming legislative session how you balance being a county commissioner with the rest of your life, and look back 10 years in the association's history. We'll begin our time together this month with an insider's view of the 2024 legislative session with our immediate past president, Jay Thompson. Jay, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Sonny. Glad to be here.
0: I know like most presidents, you're real happy when your year as president was over back in August, and then we grab you and say, remember, you're chairman of the legislative committee.
1: Yeah, you think you're done, but not so quick. We'll be right back in, and let's get started all over again. So
0: That's right. You're really never finished, <laughs> but we're getting ready as we talk today here as we begin the month of February, just on the eve of the legislative session. But we've really been working to get ready all the way back to two weeks after the annual convention, when we began work with our affiliate groups and focusing on their particular points of view, and then eventually to a big meeting with our legislative committee, which as immediate past president... You found out your chair, right?
1: That's correct. Really, the legislative process, we're trying to stay on top of things all year long. And so as soon as our summer conference is over, we hit the ground running because we want to get ahead of everything as quick as possible.
0: The board made some changes to the legislative committee a few years ago that have really been productive. I go back six or seven years, and the ledge committee was composed of only one person from each district. So we only had 12 members, and now there's one person from every county commission. So every county has a voice, and we didn't have all 67 people here for our two-day meeting to get ready for the session, but we had a really, really good crowd.
1: We did. I think we had 50 or so of the 67, which is a big number. Back when I started with the association, that was the first committee I was on was on the legislative committee, and I represented four or five counties. It was always really hard to get together with all five-year counties or 6 your counties, depending on how many counties you represented, and come up with a clear path of what you wanted to bring forward. I think one of the better things we've done the past five or six years is make sure that every county was represented on the legislative committee. Everybody has a voice. We say 67 counties one voice. Now we truly are 67 counties one voice on a legislative committee.
0: It's a different meeting than some of our membership might believe. We go through the Alabama County platform, we talk about every item that the staff thinks needs to be visited. Then the members are given the chance to offer changes. And then in the end, on the second day, we take a vote straight up on every change. But in between, we have people come from outside to talk to us as well. And this year, we had a couple of visits visitors.
1: We did. We had the director of DYS, Department of Youth Services, came and spoke with us. We also had Matt some state representative from Baldwin County, came and spoke to us about reforming the ethics laws. Interestingly, things change in the process
0: very quickly. And when we had Matt here back in October, we were pretty sure that complete rewrite of the ethics law would be on the first page of things that the Alabama legislature was going to do. And little did we know that there would be a huge turn toward trying to move the gaming legislation this session, that the governor would make the whole issue of school choice her top priority. And so even though we're not sure the ethics law is going to make it to the floor, it did give us a chance to talk through it, to get everybody's point of view. And whenever that bill comes, we're better prepared than we would have been.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Every commissioner wants to make sure what they're doing every day is within the realms of their ethics. And sometimes it's really hard to figure out what you can and can't do. Some of the laws are very vague. Having a clear path on what we can do and what we can't do is great.
0: And I think that illustrates part of what we try to do as an association. It's very hard for you or any of your colleagues around the state to have an effective conversation with members of the legislature if you aren't informed about that particular issue. And as we get ready to start the session, our membership is going to receive text and emails, and you're going to watch videos, and we're going to ask you to call, but you got to do a little homework first.
1: Y'all make it very easy. I mean, we have the county platform. So all day long, we'll get the text reminders on our phone, and our phone dings. We can look down and say, hey, we have a Goat Hill alert. So y'all make it very easy for us to be informed. But you do got to take the initiative to inform yourself, read every day what's going on. The Goat Hill prep always comes out every Monday. Of course, everything changes from hour to hour, so that's why you can't just read Monday and think you know what's going to go on all week. Two or three times a day, you need to be checking back on the county platform to see if there's something that came up that you need to respond to.
0: That's right. And We've got a new tool this session, although we used it last session as we continue to shift to the county. Family app, and that gives us immediate communication as well. And again, being informed, being prepared is part of what we try to do by starting in September. Your legislative committee met in October, but then some things occurred later in terms of your role to make sure that the full membership had a voice.
1: Yes, we have our district meetings and kind of finishing up our district meetings. And we've had good representation at all those meetings. And it's just time for us all to get together and and kind of go back over all of our legislative priorities and answer any questions that any commissioners may have.
0: That's right. And that's been very effective. We did just finish up. One of the meetings got delayed during the blizzard of 2024 a couple of weeks ago. And that platform that was approved by the Ledge Committee was also approved by the Board of Directors. You presented it. And then it was approved in Auburn by full vote of the membership. So as we go into this session, the staff has its walking orders from the membership, board of directors has its orders, and now we just need the membership to do their part.
1: That's correct, Sonny. Of course, everything's very fluid, so everybody's got to be involved. Just because you're not on a legislative committee that doesn't mean you can't be involved. We're hoping that the legislative committee member for your county is informing you on what's going on, not only on a weekly basis, but on a daily basis if necessary. If you're not on the committee, you're just as important as your committee member, so definitely to be involved.
0: That's right, and it's going to be a challenging session. Things get started February 6th. We expect three-day work weeks in the month of February, at least one, probably two recesses during March, and then April and May, we will be real busy together. Jay, I appreciate your hard work and your representation of the membership as the Ledge Committee chair. I think I've got another assignment for you next August, but we'll wait and talk about that.
1: Sonny, I'm excited about this upcoming session. I think there's a lot that can happen for county governments. Y'all do a great job every session for us, and we appreciate the job that y'all do.
0: Well, thanks very much, Jay, and we appreciate you joining us as we get ready for the session.
1: Thank you. And next, we'll visit with our friend Charlie
0: Sankey. I would say county commission chairman in Crenshaw. I would say bank vice president. I would say pastor, but Charlie's all those things, a real busy guy.
2: Thank you for having me, Sonny. Just good to be here.
0: You know, Charlie, it's hard to believe that you've been in office since way back in '02, and things have changed a little bit, right?
2: It has. I'm older, a lot of gray hair now, but it kind of went by fairly quickly, considering when you got a lot going on, time flies.
0: Well, and that's what I wanted us to talk about today, the juggling of all the demands of being in public office with the rest of the things you do in life. You know, there's an old joke about if you want something done, give it to somebody who doesn't have time to do it. And you really don't have time to be county commissioner, do you?
2: I don't, but when you service-oriented, the way I've been able to handle it is I've adopted the same principles in everything I do. And so each thing that I do complements each other. That's been my successful way of handling it all, is that I don't have different ways of doing each job.
0: Let's talk about some of that a minute. The bank that you've been a part of for a long time has grown considerably. You've got really three counties now with branches all over. So you've got those demands You've got people calling you about county commission business. You've got to leave the bank. You've got to get to the courthouse. How do you separate those things?
2: The great thing about working for First Citizens Bank is I got the best boss in the world. (laughs) He understands that my position as county commission kind of supplements my position as banker and vice versa. And of course, you know, it always helps being a local pastor. And I think I've become the community pastor just by virtue of my other positions. But my boss at the bank has been really lenient. I think when you got multiple positions, then you've got to have some leisure or some flexibility in one. But I've never taken advantage of his generosity as far as my leisure. And you can't really be productive in all of it unless you're willing to go above and beyond. You got to work overtime on every job, or else you'll be substandard in each one of them.
0: Yeah, I had a conversation the other day with someone who's asking me, is this commissioner in this county, is his job full-time or part-time? And I said, I don't know a county commissioner who can get reelected if he thinks the yeah. job is part-time.
2: No such thing as part-time. On paper, it may be part-time pay or part-time benefit, but if you're really going to serve, it's got to be 24-7. And Thank God I have a co-partner in all of this, my wife, who understands that my phone has to ring when it needs to ring. Praise the Lord I have one of those too. (laughs) But, you know, it's been a blessing for us because she has to be my secretary sometimes. She has to be my counselor sometimes. But full-time means you've got to make the people's problem your problem. And you got to do that every time the phone rings, every conversation you have, you've got to get in that person's shoes. So that's what I've been able to be successful because I'll drop what I got going on and take care of the citizens.
0: You're in the middle of your sixth term, mm-hmm. which again, I remember you did have jet black hair <laughs> and I had a little more and I certainly had fewer wrinkles when we started this together. Yeah. But it's got to be important to you too. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. When you look at the quality of life that we enjoy, being in a rural area and being in Crenshaw County, Alabama, that's 40 miles long and 20 miles wide, where we all know each other through some relationship, whether it be kinship or whether it be just kids playing ball together, we all know each other. And as I progressed in this position, it becomes more and more important for me on a daily basis to make a difference. Not for me, but so my children can enjoy that same quality of life that I've enjoyed. And so, yeah, it's important. It's almost now where it's a duty instead of a job. And so when you look at it that way, you give it 110% every morning you get out to
0: bed. All the time. It's really hard to think about not doing it, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. And I think it's hard for my people to think about me not doing it. (laughs) But it's also a great way to leave a legacy to where you sacrifice for humanity. So I'm grateful for that.
0: Well, you've been here during what I would call the golden age of county government. You came in in 02, and my guess is in Crenshaw, you were like just about every other rural county, small population, had a really tough time making payroll. And if we fast forward to today, not that there's extra money laying around that we're burning in the basement of the courthouse, but the financial side and the ability to actually do something that matters has really changed.
2: It has, and it's come from many, many years of prudent, frugal financial management. But it's also come from understanding accountability from the governing side, and not to mention all the legislation that this association has helped county government get passed that has helped us with budgetary line items and also economic development. It has grown and come a long way from when I first came in.
0: And the issues, I bet, in Crenshaw are different than they were 22 years ago when you first got in office in terms of the challenges that the county has.
2: It is, and it changes kind of demographically as you get new generations coming in that have different mindsets and not to mention media and all those things that affect how we think, it causes the focus to change, which if you're in county government, you got to be ready for those changes. Because if you don't, you'll be hammering the wrong issue. And so we've learned to migrate and mutate with the demographics of our county.
0: You know, you've seen administrations change. You've had a longtime county administrator, and now you have a new administrator. The guys you're serving with today are all different than the guys you served with in 2002. And all of that movement from the people part of county government, different sheriff, different probate judge, that's a challenge too, isn't it?
2: It is. It forces you to be the kind of leader that can bridge the gap. And so you always know that there could be a change for tomorrow. So you set standards that no matter who comes in office, they got to comply with the same standard of government. It's when you're volatile that you have problems, but thank God we've just got a great community of integrity when it comes to government. So from sheriff to probate judge to the commission, I mean, I brag, we've got the best commission in the state, but you know, that's just me. (laughs) But we work well together. We understand each other. We can agree to disagree, but we've got that governing standard there that it took a long time for it to set in. But everybody understands that standard and it doesn't matter what party, it doesn't matter how you grew up. That standard kind of keeps Crenshaw County to where Crenshaw County is going to grow with or without me.
0: And isn't it interesting that when you get a group who will respect each other, that all those other things are a whole lot easier. You know, we can disagree without being disagreeable, which in 2024 in politics is almost like heresy.
2: Politics is built on disagreeing now. It is, I think. And, you know, I don't want to take credit for it, but I preach family. I preach family in church. I preach family in the commission. I preach family in our bank. Because I've learned something by how my daddy raised me and my brother, that you're brothers. And if there was a disagreement big enough for us to fight, he let us fight, but he wouldn't let us hurt each other. other. And so when you talk about family, we may fight over an issue, but it should never be to the extent that one person gets hurt. And so when you preach family, you know, you're going to have those quarrels and those fights, but we love each other. And that's the name of the game. When you love each other and you genuinely want what's best for that person, then the fights don't really hurt that bad.
0: Well, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you keep all those balloons in the air, but I'm grateful that you do. And I'm grateful for the time we've been able to spend together over two decades plus a little bit now. You've
2: become my family also. So thank you, Sonny, for all you do for this association. And all you've done for me personally, it's just good to be able to call a person on your level and just kick around ideas. So I appreciate that.
0: Well, We appreciate everything you do for counties as well. And we'll look forward to seeing you soon.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: And finally we'll have a visit with our friend Debbie Wood who was president of the association a decade ago and is now a very influential member of the Alabama legislature. Debbie, it's great to see you.
3: Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be at the ACCA building and so good to see all of your staff and you. It's been a good day already. It and is. you bought me a sandwich? Yeah, well, offered me a two-course meal that was a cold sandwich and a cookie people. But it was well, good.
0: Well, you know, the association <laughs> we spare no expense. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> You know, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years since you were president of the association. And those were back in the original A-trip days, not A-trip 2. But what do you remember about being president of this association?
3: Well, you know, I think I've told you this before, but it definitely will rank my marriage, my children, and that time in my life was so great. I'm from a very rural county, very small, 35,000 people. And so I don't know if you remember, but that night, the members of your community, your police, your elected officials, they can all come. That's right. And I think we had just tables of people from Chambers County because they were so proud, they were proud. to have a person from their county hold that position. It was very special for for me, but it was special for them, too. You
0: know, it was special for me. We see each other during the legislature. We don't see each other as much as we did the 16 years you were on the county commission. And I've loved all the presidents, but not quite as much as I love Debbie.
3: Well, I was the second female ever to be the president. Yep. And that was special, too, in a way for me. You know, Tim Choke was before me. And I said, if I could just have as good a hair as Tim, <laughs> then I would be the best president ever. But I think the way that the board is set up and you have an opportunity to have mentors. And I did. I had great mentors on the board that got me ready to be the president. I had your staff, you standing there going, hey, you can do this. It's going to be the best year ever. And it was. It was absolutely phenomenal. And I think it set me up to understand that we are built to do bigger and better things all the time. And, you know, just to instill that confidence in someone. And I think it did that. Of course, now we have the same name. You have huh. Sunshine as the mm-hmm, grandma name, right. and I have Sunshine as the grandma name, but we didn't even know it. It's that, so funny. That, is so, that funny. is so
0: funny. <laughs> and what Debbie's talking about is her granddaughters call her Sunshine, and Kathy and I have that brand new grandson, although not yes, brand new now, 15 awesome. months old. And I said, Debbie, you'll never guess my grandfather named it sunshine and she said oh you're joking (laughs) because that's my name and neither one of us we We certainly didn't didn't plan it that's cute but it's perfect yeah
3: it it is perfect
0: and then in 2018 you ran for the alabama legislature for the house and we had a little scare but won that Mm -hmm. election
3: just so everyone knows we're on the opposite side of the football field that's right you're an alabama fan i'm an auburn fan i ended up winning by seven points and on any given saturday seven points if you're winning a football game it's awesome but when you're winning an election <laughs> no.
0: We're holding our breath. Yes, aren't we?
3: we were all holding our breath.
0: And then re elected, a little different yes. election yes. that time. Much and better. Now you're the treasurer of the Republican caucus Correct. in the House, just appointed to the Rules Committee by yes. the Speaker. So you're on Ways and Means Education. So you're funding education back yes. in your district. You're a member of the House Rules Committee, which is the committee you want to That's be right. on. And important for us, the Speaker left you on the County Government Committee, yes. too.
3: Municipal and this County Government. And I'm actually the vice chair. Reed Ingram is the the chairman and couldn't ask for a better chair. My goodness, just love Reed. He's very passionate about the committee. He wants to be sure that we get everything right. He's a great guy. I love that committee and I love that I still have the opportunity to serve the commissioners when they come in and they ask for things. I'm there and I understand their side. That's right.
0: You've been back at the local level, and it's a little different interaction, isn't it, between being a commissioner and being in the legislature?
3: It's hard, and, you know, it was hard for me to turn that switch off. I'm not all about local legislation anymore. I'm about legislation that affects my district but also affects our state. And, you know, I would say that it's a responsibility that I pray about, that I make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be. I may not always agree with all of the members in the House and even leadership sometimes. You know, we're on opposite sides because we have to listen to our constituents, what affects their lives, what makes their life better. And that's our job. I'm not one of these that tries to pass 10 bills a session. I just try to look at legislation that I think will affect someone in a positive way.
0: And you're right, you moved from a place where the issues were different, right? But the interaction and the passion and the love for your people is all the same.
3: It remains, it remains. And I think that's one thing that I learned and I would encourage people to do. We were very involved with the ACCA. And once we became involved as a county commission, our world kind of opened to new things that were available for us in a small county. And we could see things differently than we had ever seen them before. Sometimes the easiest path is to just keep doing things the same way the hardest path and sometimes the most rewarding is when you accept that change is available and you take it and you run with it and I think that's the hardest thing we do when we're elected we bring a different mindset change comes and then getting those people to surround us not only accept it but embrace it that's the challenge
0: Well, and if you're not going to make a difference, if you're not going to make change, then why on earth go through the campaigning and the telephone calls? Good
3: Lord, I know. And and the abuse, just the abuse. (laughs) But anyway, that's just part of politics.
0: Well, it is, and you're still as much part of the county family today as you were in 2002 when you first got elected. And as you said, I had a full head of hair, and (laughs) you've... You've driven me bald. I have
3: always picked at you about that, and you've been so gracious Mm. with that. But remember, you've picked at me too. I'm a product of eating a lot of little Debbies. They will make you a big Debbie. I wish to God (laughs) they had that little Mm. label on there. But anyway, we have a good time. And I think that when you become part of a family, you can love on each other and you can kid with one another and you can even disagree.
0: That's right. And we've disagreed a a couple of times while you've been in the legislature. And I've I've won. No,
3: I'm kidding. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's no, no way I'm He's going to say Yeah, he's no. going to say that. See, but also, I want to mention, too, that I was very blessed because being a county commissioner, being part of the association, that Governor Ivy appointed me to the A Trip 2 Committee. And so I still continue to help counties, municipalities with projects because I understand where their passion is of getting those projects completed within their counties. And so I think that everything that I learned along the way has put me in the place that I'm here today.
0: And if you come to Montgomery, and we hope most of the county commissioners and officials and employees listening will be here during the session, we'll get you up to Debbie's office because on the wall still hanging is that plaque with the boxing gloves.
3: I got my boxing gloves in there and everybody comes in. And they said, did you used to be a boxer? I said, no. <laughs>
0: that's right. Your nickname but is it President. That's the, the champ. Chief.
3: That's right. Everyone that's president gets a unique name. And Joe Lewis was actually born in Chambers County, the Brown Bomber. And Most people don't know that because they moved when he was 12. years old that's why I'm the champ
0: that's why well that's one of the reasons yeah
3: one of the reasons yeah
0: well we appreciate you visiting with us very much Debbie we look forward to seeing you as the session is right around the corner
3: right around the corner thank you for lunch and for having me it's been a good day
0: you take care sunshine
3: thank you you too sunshine
0: This will conclude the Two North Jackson podcast for a few months as we turn our focus to the regular session of the Alabama legislature. You watch your inbox for what we call the policy perspectives on issues that come up during the session, and then we will return in the summer. Take care.